Hi, my name is John Wentz, and I'm really honored to be able to share with you today about hearing from God. One thing is true about humans, and that is that our spirits long to be connected to a higher purpose. I mean, maybe you've thought to yourself, there's got to be more to life than this. Well, the good news is that there is more to life than this. There is more to what we experience on a day-to-day basis. And at a deep core human level, at a soul level, we long for more. The Psalms describe it like this. In Psalm 63, it says, Oh God, you're my God. And earnestly, I, I'm looking for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. But you satisfy me more than the richest of feasts. I will praise you with songs of joy. Maybe you've heard the line, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. Well, the good news is that God is interested in us as well. Psalm 37 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Uh, Peter writes, he says, cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. God wants us to draw near to him so that he can help satisfy those deep longings that we have in our lives. Early on in Jesus's ministry, uh, he went to go into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. And while he was out there, the Bible describes that the devil himself came to tempt Jesus. Uh, He tempted him to eat some bread. He said, since you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. He responded with a quote from Deuteronomy 8.3 that says, People do not live off of bread alone, but by the very words of God. He was describing that hearing from God nourishes us just like food does. Now, I know when I get hungry, uh, sometimes I can get a little irritable. I get a little short with people. Uh, Have you ever heard the term hangry? It's hungry and angry (laughs) turned into hangry. Well, my family gets hangry. It looks a little different for every person. My daughter, she just gets really sad and mopey and starts to cry. We know she needs to eat food. My oldest son, my my wife, they get full on hangry. Uh, (laughs) they, They definitely get pretty upset. They just need to eat some food. Well, I think it's in the same way, we can get spiritually hangry. When we don't hear from God on a regular basis, we miss out on the nourishment that we need. We can get a little irritable or maybe sad and mopey or downright angry. But that nourishment that comes from hearing God is so, so meaningful. It's so important in our relationship with God. Now, if you're hangry right now, I'm going to point you to some food. And hopefully this will be a really helpful message for you. Now, of course, the good news, Jesus said, is that we can, we have God's word. We have, you know, the words from God that we can turn to. And the good news for us is we have it translated in our language. We live at a time in church history when we're encouraged to read the Bible on our own. We live in a culture that values literacy and many people can read. But God speaks to us in other ways apart from his word as well. And so I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. 
the Bible describes that every person who calls Jesus Christ Lord has the Holy Spirit within them. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus uh, describes in John chapter 14, is a very vocal spirit. If you were to read through the New Testament and just highlight all the references to the Holy Spirit and see what the Holy Spirit's doing, you'll see that for yourself. The Holy Spirit loves to speak. He's very, very vocal. Now, in John chapter 14, in 15 and 16, this is uh, John recording some of the final conversations that Jesus had with his disciples on the night when he was betrayed by Judas and led to the cross and crucified. You can imagine the significance of those final conversations that Jesus had before he was crucified. He describes the Holy Spirit this way. And I want you, as we look through these verses, to see just how vocal the Holy Spirit is. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it's not looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later he will be in you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that's the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he'll remind you of everything that I've told you. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future and he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Now, a couple of observations. The Holy Spirit here is not referred to as an it. The Holy Spirit is referred to with a personal pronoun, he. The Holy Spirit, Jesus describes, is personal. He's relational. You can interact uh, with the Holy Spirit. And look at all the verbs that Jesus uses to describe what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Number one, he says, uh, he's your advocate. He will advocate for you. Uh, He will never leave you. He will live in you. He'll be in you. And he tells the disciples, you know him. You may not recognize him, but you know him because he's with you. Uh, He will teach you and remind you of Jesus's words. He'll guide you into all truth. He'll tell you what he's heard. He'll tell you about the future. He'll tell you whatever he receives from Jesus. That's the kind of spirit I would love to hear from on a regular basis. I need all of those things in my life. And Jesus makes it really clear that the role of the Holy Spirit is to speak to us. And we know that God loves us. He delights in us. He cares about every detail of our lives. So the question isn't whether or not God speaks to us or whether or not he wants to speak to us. The real question is, do we recognize when he's speaking to us? And can we discern whether we have heard from him correctly? And does it move us into right action? Well, some of you might be really excited and desperate even to hear from God. You really want that nourishment. Uh, You want to hear from him. Others might be a little nervous. Maybe you've heard of other people who have claimed that they've heard specific things from God, and then those things haven't really panned out to be true. 
Well, I know myself, I know I'm not always the best listener. If you were to ask my, uh, my family or my coworkers or some of my friends, they would tell you, I don't get all of the details right in my conversations with them all the time. But just because I don't get all the details right, or maybe I miss a few things, doesn't mean I stop listening. It means I try to get better at listening. And the same is true with God. Maybe you're not the best listener yet, but it doesn't mean you should stop. It means you should strive to be a better listener. And you can, because God wants to communicate with you. He wants to satisfy that deep longing that you have in your soul to connect with him. So I want to share uh, a couple of times when I, I think God has spoken to me or given me some guidance, and it's led me to act. I remember when my wife and I were first married, we moved into an inner part of Cincinnati. It was a very uh, kind of tough neighborhood. We did, we had no idea when we moved in and bought a house that neighbors on both sides of us and across the street were either uh, using drugs or dealing drugs. Um, there were lots of squatters. They would rent out their porch, have people pitch tents and uh, their backyard and people were everywhere and they would party into the late hours of the night four in the morning and you know they regularly throw furniture out their window light it on fire on the street and beer bottles everywhere and uh, it was it was crazy it was the kind of neighborhood where when you called the police they just didn't respond so I was frustrated and wasn't sure what to do so I prayed and I said, God, what do we do? And all I kept hearing was, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was like, well, that's great. But what else you got? Like, <laughs> I need more guidance than that. Well, I didn't get more guidance. That's all I kept hearing. And my family, when I grew up, we sold food in the carnivals. We traveled around and that's what I knew. So I just thought, well, I got a crazy idea. Midnight that night, rolled my grill out onto the porch and started cooking some hot dogs and the party was raging next door. And so I just hollered out, hey guys, you want some hot dogs? Well, it turns out people that are high and drunk, they want hot dogs. And so they all came over and I had, you know, I was feeding hot dogs to everybody there, but I got to know Creature and Animal and a guy named Graham. And I was able to connect with them and become friends with them which is actually a really good thing when you live in a neighborhood like that you want those people on your side but when they would be partying late into the night I could just open my window and holler over and say hey guys do you mind turn the music down I got Luke you know my newborn here he's trying to sleep and they'd be like oh yeah man totally and they would because there was some mutual you know friendship that we had started but that all came because of prayer and just asking God what do I do and God spoke to me through his word now, I would say that the Bible is absolutely one of the best ways to hear from God. And if, if you're not reading the Bible regularly, I would encourage you to, to make that a habit to do so. And take notes. Um, I, I think the, the way that we approach Scripture is really helpful. I, I like to approach reading God's Word with an expectation that He is going to speak to me. He is going to speak into whatever circumstance I'm going through. Or just really simply, I like to get my calendar out 
look at all the appointments that I have for the day or maybe the week ahead and pray. God, with everything that I have coming, you know, these different people that I'm going to meet with, I try to think about them and what's going on. Is there anything you want me to know ahead of time? Is there any way that you want me to pre prepare for these appointments that I have? And then I just try to be quiet and still and listen. And I take notes. And sometimes things come to my mind and sometimes things don't. But if I will take notes and, you know, be sure to mention that word of encouragement or bring up a certain topic um, to help someone, I'm amazed at what God does in all of those meetings. Making the Bible the foundation for how he speaks to us, you, can, you can't lose. The Bible describes itself as being living and active. And I've seen so many times how God speaks to me just through reading the Bible. But he also speaks to us through his spirit. And he guides us in like an inner voice. For just a moment, I'd love for you to pause, take a deep breath, and in your mind, in your head, sing the ABC song. You know how it goes, A, B, C, D, E. Like sing that just in your mind. Don't vocalize it. Ready? Go. All right, now. Were you able to perceive that inner voice as you did that? I think in many ways, when we hear from God, we can learn to recognize his voice because his voice can sound just like that inner voice that you just heard. Sometimes when people are looking to hear from God, they're looking for an audible voice from outside when really there's, you know, God lives inside of us. He dwells within us. And so it might take a little practice to begin to discern that that's actually, that could be God speaking to me. But the key is to begin to wait on God and give him space. I remember uh, one time I was in a crowd training people on how to do Alpha. And Alpha, for some of you who've gone through Alpha, you know it's a great place to invite people to come and explore faith and have spiritual conversations in a way that's not weird. And I was doing this training and had encouraged people to pray for each other. And while they were doing that, I sensed that God wanted me to pray for somebody in the crowd who secretly wanted to be a Christian music recording artist. And I wasn't sure who it was in this crowd. There was over 150 people in the crowd, but I knew there was somebody in the room who needed prayer because uh, they were stuck in fear. So I asked the person next to me, I said, hey, um, I know this seems random, but have you ever wanted to be a Christian music recording artist secretly? And they're like, no, not at all. It's like, okay, strike out. You know, like, not them. Uh, and then I was like, well, who could it be? I'm like, I, I just felt like there was somebody, had to be them, somebody in that room. I saw this person walking across the room and uh, sensed God saying, yeah, ask them. So I did. I said, hey, excuse me. Have you ever, I, I said, I feel like I need to pray for somebody in this room who secretly wants to be a Christian music recording artist, but hasn't acted on it because of fear. And she froze. Her eyes got really big and she said, I've never told anybody that. How did you know that that's me? And I said, 
I don't know. Is that you? And she said, yes. And it reminded me of the scripture where it says, you know, sometimes when we share things, it lays bare the secrets of people's hearts. Well, I said, can I pray for you? And she said, sure. I had no idea what to pray. So I just prayed very simply, Holy Spirit, come minister to this person right now. Just come, Holy Spirit, come. And I just waited in silence. There was another pastor there with me and he just waited in silence. And in the space of that silence, God's presence came and the Holy Spirit ministered to this woman. I have no idea what was going on in her mind or her heart or her soul, but she began to weep and weep heavily. I mean, this was like a soul level weeping, sobbing and gasping for air. And we didn't, we just waited. And I, you know, she began to regain composure. And I just prayed that God would pour his love into her heart through the Holy Spirit, that she would know that she's loved. And then God would give her courage. And those were the things that God put on my heart to pray for her. And she said, how on earth did you know this? I said, I didn't. I just sensed that God had put that on my heart and I needed to act in faith. And so God spoke to me in order that he could speak through me. Well, some of you, God speaks to you all the time. And maybe you've just categorized it as random thoughts. But really, it's his inner voice. It's the Holy Spirit living within you who's trying to communicate with you. Maybe random people come to your mind throughout the day. Um, I've learned that sometimes when somebody randomly comes into my mind, I just shoot them a text message and I try to encourage them in some way. I find out more often than not, they needed encouragement right in that moment for some reason. And it was the Holy Spirit prompting me to do that. But it takes a step of faith to put that faith into action. And actually, the word spiritual gift actually is the word, uh, it's, it means grace in action. So when we hear from God, sometimes it's, it's for us. It's to minister to us. It's to comfort us. Uh, the Holy Spirit's our advocate. Who doesn't want someone to comfort them when the troubles of life come or when we're lonely or distressed? I know I want that. And I just want to encourage you that God speaks to us in a variety of ways. And maybe you need to have some space. Uh, where you can, you know, get away from your distractions. For me, I like to go on a walk, just walk around my neighborhood, tell God what's going on in my life, review my calendar, see it, you know, maybe read a few verses of scripture, see what God has to speak to me, and take notes. And you will find that God speaks to you more often than not. And you will begin to recognize his voice, you will grow in your confidence that it is God speaking to you. If you remain humble and are willing to hold those things open-handed, share those with maybe some trusted friends who can help you discern uh, you know, if, if you're hearing from God. And then look at the fruit. What is the fruit that comes from this? Is it the fruit of the kingdom of God? Is it the fruit of the Spirit? Does it lead to love? and joy, and peace, and 
patience and kindness, goodness? Does it create gentleness and self-control? If so, you're on the right track. But if it creates fear or suspicion or paranoia or intensity uh, that's opposite of gentleness, then maybe you should question um, what you're sensing from God or what you perceive to be God and test it uh, through the counsel of other trusted people. But I would love to pray for you right now and give you space to be refreshed and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to pray simply. And perhaps if you're, you're watching, you're listening, you could just close your eyes and maybe open your hands to receive. Take a deep breath and just relax. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come. I pray for everyone listening right now. Would you come, Holy Spirit, would you fill their hearts? Fill up those who are dry and longing for more of you. Those that need purpose restored in their life. Would you speak to them? Would you come and heal marriages and restore relationships that are bruised? Would you create a hunger for your word in every person? And would you give them all the strength they need to seek you? And would you reveal yourself to each person, Lord? Speak to us, for we are listening. In Jesus' name, amen.